Hi, this is Derek Miller with the World Trade Center Utah, bringing you this month's World Trade Center Utah podcast. This time, we've got two segments in one. That is, rather than having two different interviews, we actually did a double dose of our friends down in southern Utah at Zonos. That's a terrific company that helps Utah businesses with their tariffs, duties, everything that you need in your online shopping cart to figure out how to sell to customer over, customers overseas. And because there was so much information to share, we decided we would dedicate our entire podcast to helping Utah businesses know more about the tools and resources that exist so that they can expand their online presence and, more importantly, their international customer base. We look forward to hearing the segment on Zonos and the e-commerce tips and tools they have to share. Before we get to that, let me just highlight a couple upcoming events at the World Trade Center Utah. We've got the National Small Business Week kickoff event. That'll be April 30th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. in the Canyonlands Conference Room at the World Trade Center offices located at the corner of South Temple and State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. And don't forget that May is also International Trade Month. And then finally, we've got a very important event that's happening on May 1st. We're grateful to partner with the law firm of Holland and Hart for the Exports Controls event. This is something that anyone who's involved in exporting knows is an important element of making sure that you stay on the right side of all the rules, laws, and regulations. The Export Controls event with Holland and Hart Law Firm will be on May 1st, starting at 7.30 a.m. It's a day-long event. It does require registration, which you can find on the World Trade Center Utah website. And that event will actually be held at the Holland and Hart offices there at 222 South Main Street, again, in downtown Salt Lake City. So don't forget about our two important upcoming events on April 30th with the National Small Business Week kickoff at 9 a.m. at the World Trade Center offices and on May 1st, the Export Controls event at the Holland and Hart offices at 222 South Main. And now, on to our segment. We're joined today by Clint Reed and Josh with Zonos, recently rebranded. They're going to tell you about that in just a few minutes. I was grateful to have the opportunity to be with them down in Washington County a couple weeks ago with their launch of not just their brand, but also some new service lines that will be exciting to you. But before we get to that, let me introduce today's topic, which is e-commerce, and specifically tools that exist to help your company so that you can sell more goods overseas and increase your international business using e-commerce platforms. Clint and Josh are both experts in this field, and they've agreed to share that expertise with the podcast listeners today. So thank you, gentlemen, for being on this show. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. So let's get started by having each one of you introduce yourselves. Uh, Clint, we'll start with you, and we'll go to you, Josh. Uh, just tell us about your role, the company, and uh, how long you've been involved in e-commerce. Yeah, so uh, this is Clint Reed. Um, I'm the founder of Zonos and founded uh, the company in late 2009, early 2010. Um, uh, you know, Zonos is now our new name. Uh, previously, where we were high global stores, and I know we'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, my role is uh, uh, 
really I, I like to I'm heavily involved in products. So I would say I'm very much a product founder and involved in I mean in my previous uh experience I was a uh a I did sales, international sales for UPS and DHL and went into a lot of different companies, gotta see how they were attempting to sell online and sell outside the US online. And uh I, you know, founded Zonos to help alleviate, alleviate a lot of those problems. And uh, so, yeah, Josh, go ahead. Yes, well, Clint, uh, my name is Joshua Akins, and I am the chief of staff for Zonos. And I joined up with Clint about two and a half years ago. I don't have the deep background he has in logistics and uh, international e-commerce, but I, I've been in St. George for the last 22 years, and so I bring a connection to this community and then I've been working in uh, software and software sales for about the last five to seven years. So that's that's what I kind of bring to the table here. And what both of you do, and really what the company does, is work directly with businesses in helping them to grow their international uh, their international sales. You see a lot of different companies. Tell me, what do these companies worry about the most when they're just getting started? And, and then also tell our listeners what should they be worrying more about. Yeah, so, you know, I would say that a surprising thing that um, companies worry about, or I guess, you know, I don't know if they worry about it, but it just stops them dead in their tracks before even going to sell internationally is they worry that there's not a demand. And, you know, for their product, you know, they they uh, they might sell these trinkets or bracelets or some jewelry that's uh, maybe homemade or, uh, you know, who internationally is is looking to buy this or would want a part or would want a, um, you know, this this product? And surpri- I mean, it's a big world, and there are a lot of customers out there that actually visit U.S. websites, and they, they look for specific things, or they have social media, and they've heard about you from a friend, and uh, so, it, you know, what we like to challenge businesses that are really trying to get started to do is take a look at your statistics, look at your analytics and log in and uh, whether it's Google Analytics or some other um, uh, uh, visibility tool to see your international visitors. And you'll be surprised to see that many times it's 5, 10, 15% of your visits are coming from international customers and you might be losing the opportunity to sell to them. So that's that's kind of a simple one. And then I would say that uh, just to add to that, you know, then they start to worry about, well, what what am I going to be at risk for with uh, compliance or, you know, not calculating things right. And so they just, you know, the overwhelming nature sometimes of what it seems to go internationally can can uh, give them a little bit of uh, analysis paralysis. And um, yeah. when in reality, stuff is flowing between borders all the time, and it's a very doable thing to do. And so that's we try to help encourage them by saying, look, customers want to buy your stuff, and you really can do this. So along those same lines, obviously all the areas that you mentioned are areas where you can help companies. Tell me about, and and uh, Josh, let's start with you on this one. Tell me about the success stories that you've seen. And then, Clint, if you want to throw one in there too, that'd be great. Okay, well, I'll start. I'll give you a success story that kind of started out as the common horror story for okay. a, a small merchant in the United States. Uh, this this particular example is a, a fellow that has a hardware company in Montana, 
and he got an order for $2,000 to send some product down to Brazil, he charged the proper amount of shipping and sent it down. Well, when it got to the country, as it passed through brokerage, the country of Brazil added uh, a, a large uh, tax to the overall cost of the product. So when the shipper in Brazil brought it to his door, they said, here you go, here's your $2,000 for the product, and here's your uh, $800 bill, or I think it was almost like a $1,500 bill, uh, for brokerage and, and other fees. Well, the customer didn't want to pay the extra, uh, was mad that he wasn't shown that that was going to be an extra cost when he bought it. He refused the package and left it stranded at customs, charged back the uh, uh, the order on his credit card, and then went to social media to tell everybody that this guy was a criminal. Well, the guy in Montana wasn't a criminal. He just didn't have the, the, the ability to show the customer all of the pertinent information up front so that they could have uh, a proper interaction. So that's that's the horror story that everybody hears happens once and then uh, that people stop shipping or stop selling to international visitors. And the success story is that particular um, shop owner in Montana found us and found a way to interface our hosted checkout into his um, e-commerce platform. And now he sells uh, internationally with, with impunity because he has the ability to show that landed cost, duties and taxes, uh, translation, uh, item restrictions, all those things that, that he would need in order to be, uh, to feel secure in being successful. Yeah, thus proving that knowledge yeah. really is power. And in this case, it's the knowledge that you can provide your customers. Clint, did you want to chime in there? Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll give you a little rosier one. Um, so we work with a company that sells um, pinball replacement parts. And uh, they they sold international before us actually extremely successfully um, before even working with us. So it's not like, you know, I mean, we came in there and just alleviated headaches, which some of the things Josh talked about we can do. But, they, you know, when you start to think, like, who's going to want to buy a pinball replacement part outside the U.S.? 40% of their business is international. I mean, it's a large percentage of the of their total sales of the company. And, you know, it's because there aren't companies outside of the United States that sells pinball replacement parts. I mean, pinball's an American it's, – it's a very much an American thing. And so when people buy a pinball machine and they're overseas, they really have no way to replace those parts. And so they, they, they turn to the U.S., and to find that obscure part that they need to replace for their, you know, uh, Star Trek pinball machine or, you know, whatever it is. And uh, so they've been extremely successful uh, selling internationally. But one of the keys of what they did is they started early on. They identified early when they started their company that international was a, a going to be a serious uh, part of their growth. And, you know, they, they, they learned the hard way a little bit on some of it, but it was also a very large revenue generator. And so even before bringing us in, which, you know, we think that uh, – and I they, we've been with them for years. They've worked with us for years now. They changed their international customers' experience by bringing us in. But even before that, I mean, for anybody, you know, they really just – they sent a lot of things with the Postal Service and took their international orders, tried to tell their customers, like, you know, buyer beware, you might have to pay duties and taxes, and here's how it might work. But 
you know, the customers didn't have, they don't have options, at least for, for that, uh, that particular product. And so there was a demand and they were able to fill it and, and, uh, it's, uh, they're a much larger com- company because of it. That's a great example. In fact, both of, both of the examples, how companies often get started. We hear that all the time as well in the, at the World Trade Center that, you know, companies just, they've got an online presence, they've got a website, and suddenly they're doing international business because people across the ocean are ordering their products, but they don't know how to get professional. They don't know how to get organized. Um, share with us how these companies can get started in a more strategic way rather than just the accidental exporter. I'll take that one. So, to you know, to start in a more strategic way, um, you know, it, uh, when you're doing e-commerce, to be honest, sometimes it's hard to be strategic because you're getting multiple visitors across 150 different countries. And so to be, uh, you know, too strategic sometimes can shield you from, uh, meaning country specific, let's say, like just starting in Canada, that might be the right approach if you're not in e-commerce. But since we, we help e-commerce companies, I would say that the better approach is uh, to work with your uh, shipping carrier provider that you're using or are looking to use, whether it's a UPS or FedEx or even the USPS, and realize that international packages for them are very they're, – they're, they're more expensive packages. I mean, typically they go on airplanes or it's a longer haul into Canada, even if it's ground, and it's a more premium service for you. And so they will give you preferential treatment. They'll – They'll uh, sit down with you, give you discounts. And so I would say that the strategic approach would be uh, make sure that you have in place the carriers that you want to use, like uh, whether it's – and have a low-cost shipping option. Low-cost would be something like the Postal Service. Um, If you have, you know, lighter weight, lower-value packages, then be prepared for – with a premium service like a UPS, DHL, or FedEx because sometimes your customers – are willing to pay more to get it and give them options inside your cart. And just by just by doing that, you'll get more international sales. And and then there's other there's tools out there in the marketplace. And this is what you know we provide. But there there's other tools out there that are, are different, but do some somewhat similar things. Which is let the customer know how much the duty and tax is going to be. Uh, and and we have a product that's free for that. And that's um, um you know it's almost a low. But at least it tells the customer when they're shopping, like, hey, the duties and taxes might be around this. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a, a good starter for, for, uh, for businesses to get going. But, um, I would say that, uh, being strategic in e-commerce is different than being strategic in, in large, high value shipments. And the approach is different. But since, yeah, since we're in the e-commerce space, you're going to want to more have your ducks in the row with small parcel shipping than you need with country-specific, you know, contracts or, you know, uh, uh, licensing or anything like that. You probably won't have to worry about that in e-commerce. Let me chime in one other thing that we've also learned, Derek, which has to do with your customers. If your customers happen to be millennials, it turns out that millennials identify more with other millennials cross-border than they do with people from other age uh, and, and generations within their own country. So if you're selling to a certain strata like a millennial, you're going to have more play on their, on your, say, your Instagram marketing or your Facebook marketing to other millennials, even if they're cross foreign borders, 
than you will than than you might with people uh, with uh, I guess within the United States in different strata. So so you can look at borders as being not a barrier if you do like what Clint says and you you prepare yourself. And then your marketing doesn't have to be country specific, but it can be specific to your customer type wherever they are in the world. Great point. So I mentioned at the beginning of this segment that I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to be with both of you in St. George at the uh, at Dixie Applied Technology College there on what now is being rebranded in Washington County as Tech Ridge. Exciting things happening there, exciting things happening uh, at uh, Dixie College and exciting things happening with your company. Tell our listeners about the new rebranded name and the new product lines. Josh, why don't you go first on the rebrand, and then uh, I'm happy to talk a little bit about the product lines. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so we our name was uh, was neat, kind of needed to be changed because it was too similar to too many other competitors in our space that are logistics providers and logistics companies with the word I, like iParcel, or or E, like Global E, and, and, and we were I Global Stores. It was very confusing. And so we settled on, on a name where we really got to define who we are. We chose the name Zonos, and our tagline is Decoding Cross-Border, because that's truly what we do. So we're kind of creating in our own category in our space. And when we picked the name, we, we got everything ready to go, and we decided, let's do a rebrand, and we just put a date in the, you know, kind of drew a line in the sand and said, February 16th, we're going to do this. And so we, we used that brand-new, awesome facility. We filled it full of locals, friends, and neighbors, and then we did our level best to get all of our partners and uh, customers online. We had over we actually had over 900 live streams going on during the event. And we uh, had Derek, you, be our kickoff speaker to warm up the crowd. And then Clint came out, announced the new brand, and announced a couple of pretty exciting new products for our space. And uh, we couldn't be happier with, with the outcome and how it's turned out and, and what it's done for us uh, in the weeks that have followed. That's terrific. Clint, what do you want to add to that? It, you know, uh, so I'll, I'll add a little bit of the product that we introduced, but before I do, just uh, it the the event, though a kind of a rare thing I think to do something so big around a rebrand. I mean, we had a, you know close to 300, 300 plus people there, um, and I'm sure they were all there to see you know to see Derek. That's what that was actually like. Hey, Derek, Derek Miller is going to be there doing a keynote. Like, hey, start, you know. So we actually had a lot of local business support from other local businesses here, and the you know, just Derek was awesome, and so really got everything kind of warmed up. Uh, when I spoke, it was very much to all everyone that was watching online, and so we were able to, like, kill a lot of birds with one stone, um, and some of the products that, you know, I was able to introduce while I was uh, doing that, the first was almost hello, which is, you know, um, that's kind of shopper assistant for the international shopper. It can just be installed with some JavaScript on your website. But Zonos Hello will, if someone's in Canada, but they're in Quebec and their primary language is French, it's going to automatically detect all those things. This person's in Canada and they speak French and they get, a you know, a pop-up that says, you know, a little kind of modal, almost looks like a chat modal, but it's not a chat. It's really a, a shopper assistant and it'll be in French and say, we sell to you, right? If 
like, we're, we'll, you know, here's what you can expect when buying from the United States because you don't know what that shopper is ever purchased from the United States. You may be the first time they purchased from the U.S., and so it's just a great way to kind of warm them up when they first get to your website. And then as they get to an item and add it to their cart, uh, it's, again, still translated and tells them, here's how much you may have to pay in duties and taxes. And so something as simple as the example that Josh gave, he could have at least informed the customer that, hey, duties and taxes are going to be just, just as much as the product you're about to buy, right, into Brazil. Um, so that's what Zonos Hello does, and it works great with our really our core product, which is Zonos Checkout. And that's the hosted checkout that puts landed cost and um, everything right in the checkout so that you can ship it out with all the duties and taxes included. And then the uh, the final product that we announced was Zonos Classify. And uh, this, this one, um, I don't know actually which one gets more buzz, this one or Zonos Hello, but um, I guess it depends on from who. E-commerce companies love the Zonos Hello. And then the shipping carriers and providers are just fascinated with Zonos Classify, which is the ability to classify an image in real time dynamically based on not just – so we used to kind of do this based on some of the parameters like what categories this item in, what's the description of this item in this shopping cart, right? And and there would be some challenges because there's some words that are ambiguous. Well, Zonos Classify looks at the image, does an image analysis on it, and says, you know, the image analysis, we get, you know, back – details like, well, there's an 86% chance this is a backpack, even though it's called a rucksack, and mm-hmm. in the description. And so Zonal Classify is is really the future of being able to, in real time, get better duty and tax calculations for an e-commerce website. So that's what we announced and uh, are right now um, staying pretty busy, I think, trying to um, uh, get out all of the uh, uh, – and install all the new products on a bunch of current websites and uh, new customers that are coming in. Well, it was a great event and great product and a a great company in Zonos that both of you are helping to take to new heights. I don't know that all of our listeners know and understand, but they really need to, uh, about the burgeoning and robust tech community in St. George and in Washington County and really throughout southern Utah. And Zonos and Clinton Josh are helping to lead the way. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. It's just a a parting shot. Tell us, for those podcast listeners whose interest has been piqued, how do they find out more about Zonos and how it can help them? Oh, just go to work. Oh, go for it, Josh. That's right. I just just say Zonos is easy we're, to spell. We're both jumping on it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're excited about it. Z O N O S. So Zonos.com, Z O N O S.com, and then specifically for Hello, you can access it from the website, or you can go to Hello.Zonos.com, and that page is uh, specific to the Hello product Clint talked about. So for our listeners who want to know more about growing their international business taking advantage of these e-commerce tools and ultimately continuing to help build Utah's number one economy, visit Zonos.com. Clinton, Josh, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you very much for having us. Our pleasure. Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget to follow WTC Utah on social media. Again, that's at WTC Utah. And also, don't forget to tune into next month's podcast.